from the grapevine on this first day of Hanukkah, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He's the one, the only, Jay. Book spam. Pregnant pause there. So I was told that um, <laughs> I was told if we were playing the Nahum Single Network classic game, where in the world is Jay Booksbaum? I was told I was given advanced warning that today would be a stellar performance on the part of Mr. Booksbaum. So Jay, that would lead me to believe that you're in some obscure location and spending the first day of Hanukkah uh, truly on the road. Nowhere near your home base in New Jersey. Jay, am I, am I right so far? Ben. Say it again? It would have been. COVID things change things at you're, the last minute. You're telling me that last week we were informed that you're going to be, and we weren't told where, we were informed that you're going to be in some you know obscure, exotic, use whatever word you want to describe it, place, and that you literally had to cancel the trip because of this new variant? Well, not the new variant, but other lockdown issues and delayed wow. issues because of COVID, yeah. Wow. But I can tell you where it was going to be. Where was it going to be? Panama. You are going to be back in Panama. Right. I've been told, by the way, that in Panama, and it's funny you mention it because um, I- I've been doing, I-, I just have get, been getting involved in so many discussions about the Jewish community in Panama recently. It seems like they're, they're like a pendulum. In terms of lockdown to freedom and lockdown to freedom, like it's been crazy over. The, I mean, I know it's been crazy everywhere, but especially there, they've they've just been scrambling. Uh, it, it seems every few weeks with new rules. Is that is that the right description? Yeah. That that's the right description. Wow. Plus, plus, and and this is one of the big reasons why, and I'm glad to talk about it because they're such good friends of mine. There's a brand new supermarket opening up in Panama. Yeah. Opening by the previous supermarket owners of the largest supermarket there, arguably their largest supermarket there, called Zakai's, uh, um, and and the Zakai family was set to open it. I was going to be there for the grand opening, and then because of COVID, all the food was delayed. Oh gosh! So, so they couldn't. They literally couldn't open. They didn't have what to put on the shelves. So they had to wait another week and another week and another week, and that. So we found out only the last minute that. Uh, Okay, change your flight. So I changed my flight. I need your perspective on this. Give me your perspective on the whole supply chain situation. What does Jay Booksbound think? It's it's a mess. It's a real mess. Um, you know, we, we had this, it doesn't matter what the product was exactly, but we had this one liqueur product that they wanted to bring in, and everything was fine except they were missing caps. Oh, my God. So, you know, they had the product, they had the bottles, they had the labels, they had the machinery ready to bottle it and label it and everything. But because the caps couldn't come in from China, you know, it's it's amazing. Imagine if it was just the glue. You know, so this disruption, you know, you you, you think of it as, oh, the refrigerators didn't get in. But, no, it it could be like one little screw from the refrigerator or something. Yeah, somebody – Somebody told, me, somebody told me somebody about a, sto- a story about a paint uh, company uh, that in order to make the paint that they make they need 14 ingredients and one of them was not available and of course it holds up the entire operation. Is this I mean not that your company should be any different but I'm assuming Kedem Royal Wine I mean you, you got to be facing this situation on a daily basis where where one little thing or even bigger thing is either missing or or part of the whole process that you just can't get a hold of. I mean I would assume you like every other business is going through the whole thing like this. We are, we are, and and on top of that, you know, the cost of shipping 
has gone through the roof. Right. I mean, in some cases, well, everybody talks about China being like four times what it used to be. But even from Israel, it's three or four times what it used to be. So when, you, when you're bringing in, you know, entry-level wine, it makes a real difference at the retail for the consumer on what that adds to the retail price. Yeah. It really is. So if there is a $12 bottle of wine from two years ago, is it now reflected at a higher price point? Or you're the, the company? No, I, I, will tell you, I will tell you the Herzogs have been really good about it, even though their prices, and, and I'm not kidding, even though their costs have gone up, they're keeping the prices until the first of the year at least. Wow. And then you're going to be seeing some price increases. Oh, so right boy. now, Hanukkah, you can still get it at the, hopefully at the same, you know, reasonable price. Right, assuming, used to be. Assuming, the re, yeah. assuming the retailer is able to keep it at that level. Uh, Jay Booksbaum, the number one kosher wine sommelier, is with us live via telephone. You know the purpose of this conversation, everybody. It's to update our, uh, it's update our audience um, regarding what uh, Kedem Royal Wine and all its affiliated companies have uh, available this Hanukkah. Obviously, Jay, there are too many products to go through everything that you guys sell. But when we think of latkes and we think of sweet sufganiyot, uh, we always ask for your suggestions about what people should look at during Hanukkah 5782 wine-wise. Are there a couple of bottles that you could bring to our attention that would fit in perfectly for the Hanukkah celebrations that are going on this week? Yes, but you know me, as always. I want everybody to be cautious. So we're going to have lots of people with lots of children, hopefully, and some you know, at the proper age, some not. And so just remember that we still have that wonderful sparkling grape juice that you can share with everybody, even if you're not having a wine. That's right. And, you know, so don't forget that. And that's <laughs> non-alcoholic. And everybody can still, you know, feel like they're part of the fun party, even without the alcohol. But in terms of the alcohol, oh, my gosh. You know, I do this thing on Mutsu um, Shop. is called The Big Reveal. And one of the things I thought about was um, – you know, this this holiday is a holiday of, of course, the triumph of Jews over tyranny right. and the triumph of freedom, uh, freedom to practice your religion over, you know, suppression. And one of the one of the most interesting and also a perfect, perfect Sufganiyot wine comes from Spain. And it comes from a family that has returned to Spain after 600 years, 600 years, five to 600 years since the, you know, since the... Um, since Jews were expelled, and they returned to Spain from Morocco to make wine again. It's a Jewish family, you know, and they're making wine again. It's called Elvi, mm. and they had, they're making a wine, a sangria called Santanori, and this sangria is perfect, just perfect for, uh, for Sufganiyot because it's sweet, and it's fresh, and it's lively, and it's inexpensive. Uh, I do want to caution everybody, though, that it is not, I repeat, it is not kosher for Pesach. So Ooh. if you're going to buy some now, interesting you know, you got to drink it up. Interesting twist. Most of your products, of course, are kosher for Pesach. Right, and and they're working on it. There's just some ingredient there that, wow. you know, although, although you know, ostensibly could not, could be kosher for Pesach, is not made in the right, right. plant or whatever, you know, so... The, they're being very careful not to put a kosher Pesach certification on it, and it is not kosher Pesach. Let me make that clear. So, but it is um, LV Centenori um, um, Sangria, delicious, red and white, delicious, delicious. Uh, and your local retailer will have it. And then you want to know more? Yeah, sure. 
Okay, and then Herzog's got a brand new method champenois. Now, this is not an inexpensive bottle of wine. It comes in a beautiful um, uh, presentation um, gift gift can, so to speak. Not so to speak, gift can. And um, it's made in the same exact method as real champagnes are made. And it's got a really nice mousse, which is uh, wine speak for bubbles. It's got really tiny little bubbles. Uh, and it's kind of really dry. And so it'll really cut through that oil and that um, sour cream. And even the, it'll, it'll really even go great with the uh, applesauce with your latkes. So um, it's the Herzog Method Champenois um, wine. It's mm-hmm. really quite, it's made from 100% Chardonnay. And it's also a great gift. If you're going to somebody for a Hanukkah party and you know they're really fine wine schmeckers, <laughs> you know, they really love their wine, bring yeah. them this. They'll really be impressed. What people call a wine snob, Jay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like you. Yeah, you know? right. That's me, exactly. <laughs> Jay Bookspam with us, going through some of the wines that you might be uh, inclined to enjoy this Hanukkah 5782. What else is on the list, Jay? What else do you want to bring uh, to the attention of the public regarding kosher wines this time of year? One of my favorites that always gets a bump this time of year, uh, and, you know, you know, also 100% kosher for Pesach, as is all the wines except for that one from LV, the Centenori, uh, um, um, what do you call it, Sangria, is a wine that gets a bump every every time this time of year comes around, and that is the Baron Herzog Chenin Blanc. And the reason for that is is that it's kind of off-dry. It's got a lemony sweetness to it. It's got It's real floral, and it's really inexpensive. It's under 10 bucks. Uh, it's it's perfect for sufganiyot, also great for latkes with sour cream and especially applesauce because it's even got some of that apple kind of fresh apple flavor to it too. Ooh. Even though there's no apple in it, you know, I mean, you know, just the kind of idea of it comes through. Uh, so Baron Herzog Chenin Blanc is another one that you know if you if you're going to have a bunch of people and you want to have a real crowd pleaser. That's a great bottle of wine to have. And then there are the basic staples when you're serving sweet food, especially those incredible Hanukkah desserts, the dreidel cookies, the sufganiyot, the delicious jelly donuts. And there are some basic staples that people have gotten used to over the years, whether it be the uh, Bartonura Blue or the Pinot Grigio, um, and many others, of course, uh, that are perfect a perfect pair for those sweet desserts, Jay. That's right. And, and this year, uh, we had it last year, but it was just getting going. And this year, you got a bunch of cans that individual, right. you know, six ounce or whatever, yeah. 250 mLs cans that are perfect because there's still some people, you know, that would prefer, you know, either to pour it themselves or hold a cup themselves. This is kind of stuff you can spread around the room and spread around the table, and people can pop their own individual. Um, you know their own individual drinks, so those are those are really great. They come both in the Moscato, the Bartonura comes both in a rosé and in the original in a can. And there are other cans as well, by the way. I don't remember the name, frankly. I'm sure you would, but there are other cans as well of different products in the kosher wine industry that you guys are responsible for at this point. Um, yeah, maybe it was Jay more of got, right. Jay Folk did a bunch of cocktails, right? Um, different flavors, different varieties, and, and gin and tonic and. Right. You know, none of which are extremely dry, actually. You know, nice and fruity and fresh. Yeah. And then there's this, this fun can called Can Pain. Can Pain. <laughs> and what, <laughs> what, is that, what, is, what does that one taste like? 
it's a rosé. It's it's you know semi sweet. It looks like a soda can, so be careful that you don't have you know young people imbibing. Uh, but it's full alcohol and it's it's delicious and quite good with especially jelly donuts, I would guess. And I don't know how many people are still doing this because it seems in our community um, uh, this practice has already gone out of practice. But if you are serving a kiddish and individual uh, servings are important to you, um, meaning, of course, I'm saying this from a COVID standpoint, individual right. servings are important to you, the cans come in very handy. I mean, you're talking about perfect timing in terms of when these cans were created and then released to the public, and then, of course, unfortunately, the pandemic began. So they're very, very handy for uh, your kiddish if you want to make sure that a separate serving is being given to each person. Yep. I have to tell you, we have a, like a young people's minion here in Elizabeth, yeah. which is like exploding, this young people's minion, as well as uh, housing, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, you know, I gave them some cans as well as other wines to go with a kiddish some weeks ago. Right. The first thing that went was that big bowl of cans. Yeah. Everything went. Boom. Gone. Yeah, that's it. You know, people just reached in into the ice with the water, right. grabbed their can, and then took their plate in their other hand with their cholent and kugel and herring or whatever. And, um, and you know, it's just been a, it's just the cans. And they weren't planned for the COVID thing, obviously. Right. Of know. course. Of course. But you it, may still have changed. You may still have changed kiddish habits forever, even if it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> it must. It's unbelievable. It is yep. unbelievable, and the world is so different. The fact that you're here and not Panama tells us just how different the world is right now. The fact that we don't know if our trip to Israel is happening next week or not tells us how different this world is right now. Well, just One second. Aren't, didn't they just close the borders? They closed the border, uh, but if, um, I mean, we had Rabbi Lippmann on earlier this morning, and it's such a fluid situation that in the next 24 to 48 hours, we might hear of some exceptions that are being made or possibly even the easing of restrictions because as they continue to analyze this new variant, supposedly it's not as frightening as they originally thought it is. So you just don't know. You just have no idea what the story is. Unbelievable. And and it might be worthwhile to postpone a trip just for a week because that week might make a big difference. But Jay, nobody knows. And you've been going, you know, you're what we we always stressed. And this is one of the things we always had fun with, with you. And we continue to have fun with is we've always stressed what type of traveler you are and you're always on the go. And, and I, right. I, I would imagine, I, I don't know how your body has gotten used to the last 18 months. How have you gotten used to, you know, being being stationary more than being on the road when your life was always being on the road more than being stationary? Let me tell you, we've, we've learned that, uh, you know, not every single meeting required that you thought required a face-to-face does, even though there is really nothing that compares to a face-to-face. Yeah, yeah, and you're, you've been Mr. Face-to-Face. You've always insisted on that and, and, and on the importance of getting together when you want to make a sale. Yeah, because, you know, for me, it's not for everybody this way, but and it's not for every business this way, and it's not for every businessman this way, but for me, it really is all about the personal relationship yeah. that you have with someone. So I, I totally get that. It, it's just a completely... So we're, getting, so we're getting used to it, but it's it's still, we can't wait until things you know, things really get back to normal. Everything Jay mentioned in this conversation is available at your kosher wine retailers, no matter where you're listening to this show. Right, Jay? That's a safe uh, assumption to make, correct? Pretty safe, yep. And yep. Uh, go and enjoy the sweet wines, the the uh, the dry wines. Enjoy all the wines this Hanukkah, but especially the ones that pair well with your latkes, with your game of dreidel, with your, with your uh, sufganiyot, your delicious jelly donuts. 
I mean, if you gra- even if you grab a game of backgammon, as Jay is uh, inclined to do, uh, make sure you have right. a, make sure you have a delicious uh, cup of wine with you to enjoy it during the holiday of Hanukkah. Has has the backgammon been uh, uh, been uh, featured recently, or you've been that, that that's on the back burner at this point? It's it's been curtailed. No, we, I'm still playing it, but it's been curtailed. Been curtailed. Oh, no, for, the first, for the first few months uh, during the pandemic. Uh, until everybody got their shot, at least my my buddies that I play back at with got their shots. Right, and even after that, we would play outside. Oh gosh, today's not the day I'm for really, that, huh? No, no more. <laughs> not, not these days. No. Even if you have a good glass of wine, uh, from the grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He's the one, the only Jay. Bookstam. Happy Hanukkah to everybody. Happy Hanukkah, Jay, to you and everybody at Kedem, to the Herzog family and everyone at Royal Wine Kedem. Happy Hanukkah. Chagurim Sameach. Afreilich and Hanukkah. And from all of us, of course, here at JM in the AM.